0: I listened to a recent business podcast and the host was talking about the eight phases of business and going through this long description of each phase. I got lost in the discussion. I couldn't figure out what she was talking about because I know that there are actually only three phases of business and every business falls into one of those three phases There's also something we're going to talk about in this podcast because we can't talk about the stages of business without also looking at the stages of profitability. If you're not talking about profitability and looking at your cash flow, then you have bigger problems than worrying about which of the eight stages of business your business is in. Let's talk about stages of business growth and profitability, two foundations of every entrepreneur's toolbox. Welcome to the Goals Profit and Soul Business Show Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, founder of the GPS Business Academy, the premier business training and coaching company. Our focus is on the synergy of process and profits, and strategy and success. And we provide expert business advice, resources, and training for startups, restarts, and expanding empires. And we've been doing it since 2012. We specialize in teaching entrepreneurs how to create high-value, high-volume, high-growth businesses. I'm an eight-time best-selling author, radio host, globally recognized business and energy congruence expert. Thank you for joining me on this week's Goals, Profit, and Soul Business Podcast, and I hope you'll learn something that motivates, energizes, and supports your entrepreneurial ambitions. Let's get started. There are only three phases of business growth. While some business coaches like to make up different descriptors and give different examples and talk about the eight stages, there are really only three. Your business is either a startup, it's in growth mode, which means it's expanding, or you've reached empire status where you can leverage your expertise, your authority, your place in the market into other areas of business or even sell your business. And just as an aside, because this is an important conversation to have, and I may do a full podcast on how to sell your business, because this is actually something that a lot of people do. There are people who like to buy established businesses. They want to have a business. They don't want to take get through the startup and growth phases. So they will go to a business broker and buy a business based on the industry, the kind of business they want, the size, the balance sheet. But also look at things like goodwill, the market that they serve, and the kinds of products and services they offer. So bear in mind, no matter what stage of business you're in, that there actually is something called the business of buying and selling businesses. So let's talk about startup. When you're in startup mode, you are in new business mode. You are just getting established. You are just setting up your products and services. You are just thinking about what it is you want to offer, what it is you want your business to do. And this is the time when you need to have a good foundation in place. So we need to look at things like the business congruence model that I teach, presence, product, profits, process and purpose this is when you start establishing that. Now you may change your mind if something doesn't work or something goes in a direction you don't like or maybe you find something else, but this is when you establish the foundation of your business. That's why it's important at this stage of your business to understand who you are as a business owner, what you offer, the kinds of services you're going to sell or products, what you want people to think about your business. Notice I never said anything like developing your perfect client, because you need to focus more on what you offer and how you offer it than trying to figure out who is going to buy it. Because I'll tell you from my more than 15 years of experience as an entrepreneur and more than 20 years of experience in the corporate world, you can't predict who your client is. You can appeal to a certain group of people who need the kinds of products and services you offer but many of my clients come from referrals and some of them are not people who would actually follow me on social media or read my newsletter but they have no problem calling me for coaching or for private individual sessions. So stop wasting time trying to figure out who your perfect client is. I think that's an absolute waste of time Focus instead on what you offer, what you can do for them, and let the client come to you via your marketing, of course. During the startup phase, you're setting up some great foundational elements for your business. You're focusing on what you bring to the market. And the reason that I focus on this and not on the perfect client is because I believe, and rightly so, that there is no competition on the internet. Because there are so many different people who offer similar products and services, because there are billions of people on the internet, if you focus on competition, you're never going to get started. You really need to fine tune your offering. What specific kind of product or service do you offer? For example, if you offer parenting assistance, you really need to narrow it down to, I offer parenting assistance to parents who have children with Asperger's, or who have eating disorders, or children who have headaches, for advice for parents who want to establish bedtime routines. There are many, many different ways to focus on an audience and to have thousands of clients. The best thing you can do in your startup mode is do your research, see what other people are offering in your market or in your area of expertise, how they're offering it, and then do something different maybe focus on a different market, look at your unique experience and your unique story for clues on how to do that. Startup phase can last for, I want to say, at least two and maybe three years. And I say that because if a business is going to fail, it's going to fail within the first three years. Now you could get lucky and you could offer something that the market absolutely loves and you become an instant overnight success. I hope that happens for you. But barring that, we're looking at two, maybe three years in startup mode. So you really get established, you really get your feet on the ground, you get your cash flow going, you make sure your business is profitable, and then you're ready to go into the next phase, which is growth. Now you've got the direction set out. You've got your focus set out. You're established in the market. You can make new connections. You can increase the product offerings. You can hire people to help you. You can reach out to other kinds of customers. Maybe you move from coaching into consulting at a corporate level, or you sell some of your products, you license some of your products to a company. That's also a very viable option for small businesses is to license your products and services or to offer them in various events and retreats and to do that for organizations. There are many ways to expand your profitability without raising your rates. And this is something that I have an enormous problem with in the coaching industry is that every growth strategy starts with raising your rates. And I am completely opposed to that. And I'll tell you why with a very simple question. How many cars does Ferrari make every year? Depending on the model, but I would say roughly around 200 or 250, especially of their high price models. Why is that? Because Ferrari number one wants to maintain its exclusivity and it can't do that if every other person is driving a Ferrari. But more importantly, Ferrari knows that there is a very small audience for its products. There aren't a lot of people in the world who can afford to pay $300,000 or more for an automobile. So Ferrari markets to a very small and a very exclusive audience. So there's no point in them making more than 200 cars a year because nobody would buy them. General Motors, on the other hand, makes over 2 million cars a year because it's a much more moderately priced Commodity than Ferrari, and they have an enormous market that they serve. So here's my answer to the raise your rate strategy of business growth the higher your prices, the smaller your market. Every hundred or thousand dollars that you raise your prices, you decrease the size of the market that is going to consider much less buy your products and services. And I'm going to do a case study on pricing and I'm going to show you in the case study and that'll be in an upcoming podcast of why this works. And I'm going to give you a direct example of someone who doubled their prices and more than halved their sales plus increased their fraud level by almost 30%. Raising your prices is not a growth strategy. Raising your prices is a poorly thought out strategy that is going to decrease the number of people who are able to afford your products and services. And if you want to prove that point, research how many cars Ferrari makes a year and how many cars General Motors makes every year. In the growth phase, you are looking at direction and focus. You're looking at expansion. You're considering other markets and hopefully you can have the money to hire one or two people so you can focus more on the strategic side of your business rather than the tactical side of your business more on doing the planning than the actual taking action and executing your strategies now we move into the empire phase oh and the growth phase can last anywhere again from a couple of years maybe two years depending on where you want to stay A lot of companies achieve growth status and they stay right there because they're doing fine. They don't want the additional responsibilities. They don't want the additional attention and they're happy being in growth phase. And as long as they do the marketing that supports the additional cash flow and the additional profitability, they can stay in growth phase forever. They can continue to bring in the business. They can continue to attract customers to service their old customers to bring in new customers and continue that way for a long time then we move into the Empire phase this is where you are clearly established in your market you are the go-to person everybody knows who you are you have a solid business reputation you have a solid range of products and services now you're in a place where you can make what I call leveraged partnerships where you leverage your market expertise, you reach out to new markets. Maybe you license products and services. Maybe you open new divisions. Maybe you open new product lines. Maybe you diversify into other businesses. By the time you reach empire stage, you should be in the $500,000 a year plus to a million or more in revenues. And it allows you to do a lot of things with your business. But that hinges on the fact that you're well-known in your market. You've been in business by this point at least five years. So people know who you are. People know what you do. And hopefully you've done the things that business owners do. You've written some books. You've got products and services. You've done quite a bit of marketing. You do podcasts. All the things that you need to do to put your business in the spotlight and to bring it to people's attention. This is how you build your audience the empire phase is less about revenues than it is about recognition, brand establishment, visibility in the marketplace, reputation. Reputation is not a word that a lot of people talk about, but it's actually an important word because your reputation rests on what people think about you and how people know you. While a lot of businesses do not take care to manage the reputation. In my generation, having a reputation was everything. I can remember when I was a teenager talking about girls in school with my mother and there were a couple girls and my mother would say, well, she has a bad reputation, meaning with one girl in particular that I really wanted to be my friend, meaning she smoked cigarettes and kissed boys. And who knows what else she did in those days, we were pretty naive about stuff like that, at least I was. But having a reputation meant everything, and especially today, with the availability of information online, having a strong business reputation is really important. I know several business coaches who market their products and services and spend thousands and and thousands of dollars on Facebook ads, and yet one of them in particular has 25 negative reviews, and the other is very well known for stealing content from people, including me. These people have a bad reputation. What does it do? It lowers the value of their business and of them personally in the marketplace. Nobody wants to do business with someone who has a bad reputation. When you achieve empire status, you've established your reputation, you've established yourself, you have recognition. And again, it's not about raising your prices. It's about expanding into new opportunities, leveraging what you have established to create new avenues of revenue in your business. It's also within the empire or the growth stage where you can consider selling your business. Now, if you want to sell your business, and I said, I'll go into this in more detail in another podcast. But Generally, if you are building a business to sell it, you start your business with that in mind, the eventual sale of your business. Say, for example, you build a business, you sell essential oils. So you sell essential oils, you have an entire program around essential oils, you offer coaching around essential oils, and you build this really strong market presence. An an essential oil company could come to you and say, hey, we want to buy your business, we like what you do, we like what you've established. You could stay on as a figurehead and as a consultant, but we're gonna run the day-to-day business. We want the, the courses, we want everything, and we'll pay you an annual salary of, say, two three 300000 dollars and you just stay on in a consultant capacity. So you could go off and start another business while you're maintaining you know, some kind of presence with the business that you just sold. This is perfectly feasible, it's perfectly doable, and it happens all the time. To that end, did you know that there are people who start Facebook pages and build up an audience of 100,000, 200,000 or more people, and then they sell the Facebook groups or the Facebook pages to people who are interested in having a lot of numbers attached to their profiles, but they don't want to build the audience organically? Finding out about the Facebook thing was actually a big surprise for me. I didn't know that people did that. So we have the three stages of business growth again, startup where you're just beginning. And by the way, if you do like a relaunch of your business, you kind of go back into startup mode. So startup where you're just starting up, you're doing all the stuff yourself, you are in startup mode, you're working hard, you're working long hours, you're creating your programs, you're establishing your presence, you're getting your expertise out there, you're figuring out how you're going to do that, you're doing early marketing. This is all part of the startup phase. It lasts about two or three years. Then you have the growth phase. Now you're growing and expanding. You have more money to spend on marketing. Maybe you hire an admin and maybe a social media manager. You have more money to market, so you can spend more money on advertisement. You can start working a little bit less hard. You can automate more of your systems. And you can start thinking about strategic partnerships, expanding into new markets. The one thing that I counsel everyone to avoid at this stage is to use raising your prices as a growth strategy because, as I shared with you earlier, the higher your prices, the smaller your market. You want to prove that? Go look up how many cars Ferrari makes and how many cars General Motor makes every year. Then you have the empire phase. In the empire phase, you are a well-established business. You have strong presence. Think of Tony Robbins. Think of Dave Ramsey. Those are empire stage businesses. They're well-known. They're well-recognized. Their brand is established. People know who they are. You say their name. If I say Dave Ramsey, everyone thinks, oh yeah, the financial guy. This is empire. An empire stage, you can sell your business, but you can also leverage your partnerships now you go into licensing you go into working at a corporate level maybe you do certifications you can teach people to do what you do and teach them to offer trainings for you on your behalf as part of your corporation so there are a number of things you can do at empire or you could sell your business and go do something else all right so we talked about the three phases of business growth now let's quickly look at the four phases of profitability because these go hand in hand You can't talk about phases of business growth and phases of entrepreneurship without also talking about profitability. So the first phase is the buildup. This is where you are getting established. You're starting, it's a startup phase. So you go from zero to hopefully maybe $10,000 a month. This is where you're marketing. You're doing whatever you can. You're spending whatever money you have on marketing. Facebook ads is a really great vehicle for marketing for you. You are establishing yourself, so your prices are a little bit lower. You're more interested in volume rather than high price. You need to get as many clients as possible in the door. So during the build up phase, one thing you want to do is offer lower priced items and get people to upsell into higher priced items where rather than having the $5,000 program, you would have maybe a $97 short course, something maybe at $297, and maybe you have a six-month program that is maybe $997. You're looking at bringing people in at volume rather than trying to get a one-off sale at $5,000, which is really nice, but now what are you going to do next month? Or what are you going to do when that person's paid off their $5,000 and you need more revenue coming in? The next phase after buildup is growth. Now your revenue is growing. You've built your audience. You're starting to establish your name recognition. People like your classes. They start referring to you, and you start offering other things, other programs. Maybe you do coaching. Maybe you do events. There are a number of things you offer during the growth phase to expand your revenue base because you never want to have just one source of revenue. You want to expand that revenue base. And after the growth phase, we reach the plateau. Every business goes into a plateau phase at some point. And it's so frustrating because when you're at that plateau phase, it seems like you can't get over that hump. No matter what you do, the money doesn't seem to grow at the rapid pace that maybe it was growing during the growth phase. When you are at the plateau phase, you need to figure out what works and what doesn't. Maybe it's time to do an audit of your programs. Maybe it's time to develop some new programs or consider some new options. By the time you reach the plateau phase, especially if you are also in that top end of the growth stage in your business, that's when you can start looking at some high price coaching options or maybe VIP days or doing some consulting or things like that. This is a good time to do that. And always when you plateau out in your revenues, and again, every business goes through this, it's very hard to avoid getting depressed or to think, okay, my business is failing. It's not failing. It's generally because you've saturated your audience. This happened to me in my business where... I had tens of thousands of people on my list. Most of the people on my mailing list have stayed with me since the beginning. So I have many people who've been on my mailing list for more than 15 years. They bought all my programs. They bought everything I had. I wasn't doing a lot of marketing because I had such great name recognition. And all of a sudden, I plateaued. Everybody had bought everything. I didn't have any new programs coming out. and. I found myself in this very stagnated place, revenue-wise, and I had to do something. So I had to start doing some light Facebook marketing to attract people to my website, to bring them into my mailing list so that I could start marketing to them because they were brand new customers. So one of the things that you have to do during your early days of business is get in the habit of doing Facebook marketing. Or some kind of marketing where you are reaching out to new people. You're reaching out to new audiences and you're bringing in new people into your business. Once you decide what to do about the plateau again, as I said, which is very frustrating. Now you go into transition and expansion because you're going to transition into a different profit model or a different cash flow model or maybe a different revenue model you're going to look at transitioning into new products and services maybe shutting some down you're going to also look at because you're going to be in the empire stage here you know late growth or early empire now you're going to look at leveraging your relationships leveraging your brand leveraging your image using that to expand your business into other areas into other industries and seeing the where the fit is and going after those opportunities so the four phases of profitability startup the build-up phase which is when you're just starting up you're building revenue the growth stage now revenue is growing you've got a solid marketing plan in place it's going like clockwork you're doing your webinars you're doing your events you're making sales calls you're posting on social media you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing and business is growing Until it reaches phase three, and that's the plateau. All businesses reach this plateau phase where they're just not making any more money. And you have to use some different leverage methods. You have to market. You have to maybe release some new products. Maybe you bundle old products together. You need a strategy to get you out of that plateau. Because then the next phase of revenue comes in, and it takes you to that next level. And that's transition and expanding into new markets so remember you can't look at phases of entrepreneurship without also looking at phases of profitability you need to stay profitable in your business and and profitability isn't a month-to-month thing it's not like oh i made money this month and i you know last month and i'm not making any this month but i'm profitable because i made money last month rather than just looking at straight profits and i'm going to say something about profits here one of the things that a lot of business coaches do is they talk about revenues and profits and they call them the basically the same thing now profitability is when your business is profitable when your business is actually making more money than it spends and it's meeting your financial needs plus the needs of the business profitability is an end product of sales it's not sales it's not revenue And if you have, like me, gone to college for business and you have multiple degrees, including degrees in finance and economics, you know that the profit formula is this. Revenue minus expenses equals profit. So sales and profits are not the same thing. And if you have a business coach who uses them interchangeably, it's time for you to end that relationship because they don't know what they're talking about. We look at revenues, we look at cash flow in particular, how consistent and reliable is the cash flow coming into your business. That is your most important number and it's the most important aspect of your business if you don't want to have your revenues, you know, have the zigzag revenue model where you're up one month and down the next and maybe you're up one month and you're down two months, you need consistent cash flow that will make or break your business. So we look at the four phases of profitability where your business is actually making money, meaning your business has more revenues than expenses. And they are the buildup, the zero to to maybe $10,000 a month, maybe a little bit more. The growth phase where you're actually growing, you're selling new products, you're reaching new markets and then the plateau where it just all settles out and you have to decide what to do next, and then you go into transition and expansion. So if you keep in mind, nothing else, two things are really important out of this podcast. One is about cash flow. Your cash flow is your most important element in your business. If you don't understand cash flow, you are going to have the zigzag revenue model where money's coming in one month and then it's completely dry the next month or the month after. But also, you need to understand the idea of the three phases of business. Where are you in the three phases of business growth? Are you a startup? Are you in growth phase? Are you in empire phase? Because there are things you can do in each one that involve expanding your business, getting more attention, and more importantly, making sure that your business is profitable, that it stays on track, that it continues to grow, and that it continues to be something you enjoy doing, that you benefit from, and that you want to continue to do. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Goals, Profit, and Soul Business Show podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you. Please subscribe, give it a like, and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information they need to turn those business dreams into an entrepreneurial reality. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.